Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by Cisco's WebEx. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Friday, April 8th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. At least 30 people have been killed in a rocket attack on a train station in the eastern Ukrainian city of Kramatorsk. Reports also say more than 100 people have been injured. Thousands of residents have been using the train station to flee as fighting in the region gets more intense. President Zelensky describes the attack as evil with no limits. Vladimir Putin's chief spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, admitted something his regime has been quiet about until now. He spoke on Britain's Sky News. We have significant losses of troops, and uh, it's, it's, it's a huge tragedy for us. He didn't say how many Russian troops have been killed in the invasion of Ukraine. Western officials say the number is in the tens of thousands. The European Union has agreed to cut off imports of Russian coal. That's the first EU sanction to hit an entire Russian energy source. But the vote also showed European nations have limits about how much financial pain they're willing to endure over the war. Russian natural gas and oil are still flowing and still bringing in money to Moscow's coffers. Europe is heavily dependent on Russian gas in particular. The Nobel Peace Prize winning editor of one of Russia's last independent newspapers was attacked on a train Thursday. Dmitry Muratov, editor of Novaya Gazeta, said he was traveling within Russia when a man threw red paint and acetone on him and yelled, here's one for our boys, possibly meaning Russian soldiers in Ukraine. Muratov's newspaper recently stopped publishing after pressure from the government. It was seen as one of the few Russian outlets willing to hold Putin to account. We want to hear from you. Email us at therefresh at insider.com. Coming up, what's Elon Musk's problem with baby turtles? WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. New York's attorney general is not happy with Trump. Letitia James filed a motion Thursday to hold the former president in civil contempt. She says he did not comply at all with a subpoena that demands he hand over documents as she investigates the Trump organization. James wants the court to fine Trump $10,000 a day until Trump's lawyers present the information she's requesting. James previously said her office found several misstatements and omissions in the Trump organization's financial documents. Amazon plans to object to last week's union victory in New York City. According to a filing with the National Labor Relations Board, the company alleges union advocates threatened workers at the Staten Island warehouse into voting yes, even telling immigrants they would lose their benefits. A lawyer for the Amazon labor union calls these accusations really absurd. But the retail giant has until April 22nd to back up its claims. In February, former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against the NFL. Two more coaches joined that lawsuit on Thursday. Steve Wilkes says he was hired as a, quote, bridge coach for the Arizona Cardinals and was unfairly fired after just one season, replaced with a white coach with no prior NFL coaching experience. And Ray Horton says he was only interviewed by the Tennessee Titans because of the Rooney rule, which 
requires teams talk to at least one person of color for any head coaching job. The Titans eventually hired a white candidate instead. Two men were arrested this week and accused of impersonating Homeland Security agents for two years. Arian Tahirsade and Haider Ali were able to get close to Secret Service agents, including one on the First Lady's protective detail. They tricked the agents by offering them free apartments in D.C. and buying them iPhones and flat-screen TVs. Tahirsade and Ali have been charged with falsely impersonating a federal officer, and four Secret Service agents are on administrative leave. Pink Floyd has gone nearly three decades without releasing any new music. The drought ends today. With the exception of co-founder Roger Waters, who left the band back in the 80s, Pink Floyd is reuniting to release a new single out today. You can listen to it here. The proceeds will go out to the Ukraine Humanitarian Fund. The song, called Hey Hey Rise Up, features vocals from the lead singer of the Ukrainian band Boombox. David Gilmore, Pink Floyd's guitarist, has a Ukrainian daughter-in-law and grandchildren. Elon Musk wants to send humans to Mars, and the first step is to build a massive rocket launch site on a beach in southern Texas called Boca Chica. The cost of his ambitious plan? Well, killing endangered baby sea turtles, to start. Insider's Adam Rogers, who reports on the tech industry, says Musk doesn't just want to put a human on the red planet, he wants to make the entire human race multiplanetary. And that vision is informed by his unique brand of billionaire philosophy. So Adam... What is Musk actually trying to do in Boca Chica? Well, on the Elon Musk side, he has a company called SpaceX, you've probably heard of. And there, SpaceX would like to build a giant uh, rocket called Starship. So this is huge, it's a massive rocket. And the idea is that this is the thing that's going to go not just to orbit, but eventually to the moon and eventually to Mars. So Boca Chica is one of the launch pads that SpaceX owns. And this is on the beach. It's kind of a beautiful sort of dunes and salt marsh surrounded by, I should say, wildlife preserves, state parks, and one of the only nesting places for a sea turtle called the Kemp's Ridley sea turtle, the most endangered sea turtle in the world, as well as all kinds of other rare stuff like ocelots and jaguar undies. Right. And so is it worth it to displace, potentially kill all of these animals in order to do what Elon Musk is trying to do, which again, you know, it's just a chance at giving us a shot at at Mars, um, <laughs> sending us to another planet. It's not a guarantee at all. So there's this kind of tension here of is it worth sacrificing what we currently have for what we might have? I should say we make those kind of decisions about businesses and industry all the time. You know, wherever you put a new business, a new industry, there was some ecosystem there first. We, we do these cost-benefit analyses. And what Elon Musk thinks is that because there's even a thin chance that there could be what's a, an existential event on Earth, and I don't mean that like in the, oh, what's life all about kind of existentialism, but existential meaning everyone could die, you know, a pandemic or an asteroid or nuclear war. Yeah. Um, he thinks that if there's even the thinnest chance of that, because humanity is so great, that you should have a backup plan. You should have a site B. You know, you should have some other place where there are humans. So that's that's his goal, as he said, to have permanent human settlements somewhere else like Mars. Yeah. And, th- and that makes sense. I mean, I was reading your piece and it kind of troubled me because as I was going through it, at first I was like, oh my God, do I agree with Elon Musk? Here? <laughs> because I was actually feeling like, you know what? I As much as I love sea turtles, like we all watch Finding Nemo, we all love Crush. But honestly, like I was thinking... 
you know, killing sea turtles, it's not that big of a sacrifice if it gives us just a shot at space. And so is is he wrong? One of the things you, you have to buy is that there are these existential risks and you have to believe that they're going to be able to build a permanent settlement on Mars. It's really hard to imagine an unsupported settlement on Mars. But okay, let's pretend they could go to some other planet. A million billion planets out there. One of them's got to work, right? Right. Then you're still left with the idea that it's people who get very, very rich at something like building an app or an electric car who get to make these policy decisions for the rest of us. Right. And so what decision are we making here? That somebody who does that then gets to decide what the future of humanity is. You know, they've already made a decision about what they think people are worth in a really explicit way. But really, what I what I do think the question more worth asking is is why those people get to decide and who the sea turtles really are here because you and I are not going to be able to afford a ticket on this rocket, you know. Well, Who's... speak for yourself, Adam. I'm yeah, fine. Okay, I'm fair. a journalist. Yeah. We make a lot of money. <laughs> and you're, you look, you have a podcast. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I podcast money. Think about what it. Do I, what do I have? <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you on. I'll let you on. But yeah, I mean, that's so are we the sea turtles, Adam? Or is that what's going on here? Are we the sea turtles being sacrificed for the potential of possible future us's who are multiplanetary and smarter, you know, hundreds of years down the line? Right. Who's worth more? Who's worth more, a podcaster or a thousand Mozarts? I mean, you, you do the math, my friend. I mean, team sea turtle, obviously. <laughs> but Adam, thank you so much for joining us today on The Refresh. My pleasure. Thanks for having me anytime. Adam Rogers writes about the tech industry for Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Dave Smith. And Rebecca Ibarra. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is head of audio at Insider. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.